police in the morning. Scientist Anton Rudolph has engineered the perfect killing machine, the world's first massive, genetically enhanced python. Mistakenly unleashed in a small American town, this unstoppable creature with a voracious appetite is raging out of control. As the massive python gobbles up the locals one by one, it's up to Special Agent Parker to conquer nature's ultimate terror. If you enjoyed movies like Lake Placid and Anaconda, you'll eat up Python. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Your review B-Movies the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, the second week of March, where this year we are talking about maybe a reptile can help. Because, of course, you know, we need another, yeah, acronym for acronym, March. Acronym, whatever the hell. And, you know, so Same every movie's about reptiles. We decided to take a look at a snake movie with the 2000 film Python, starring none other than Casper Van Dien and Robert England, two legends of very different cult things. Indeed. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. You heard the back of the DVD case. Let's start with the top. Alright, let's see what good we can find in this movie. You want to go first? Sure. So, for me, number three. Several of the songs in this film reminded me of video games from the early 2000s. The opening credits had a song that was very reminiscent of the ending credits for Devil May Cry 2. And... When the girl went to get in the shower later in the movie and she turned on a cassette player, it sounded like the soundtrack to Crazy Taxi. And I just, I just wanted to whip out my Dreamcast and my steering wheel and just, you know, grab some cab fares, man. When a song reminded you of Devil May Cry 2 and that was a good thing? I mean, childhood. Yeah, not, not the best part of childhood, but alright. Number two. Plenty of people do die in this movie. And, you know... Plenty of people that I wanted to die in the movie died. Not so enough. That's always a good thing. And number one, speaking of people dying in this movie, the python itself has a diverse variety of killing. It has acid breath, it bites people, uses stabbing and slashing motions with its tail. It is all around a versatile killer, and I can appreciate, you know, killers and monsters that have more than one method of murder. Even if it forgets about them partway through. But, alright, number three, so, I've seen a lot of sh sh really shitty CGI in the past, and while the, um, Python was very, um, it's what I would expect from a very early 2000s CGI, it wasn't the worst I've seen, and it overall wasn't that bad, so, I'll, I'll give them that. Number two, so spoilers, one of the people that does die is Will Wheaton, and that was satisfying, because Will Wheaton is an asshole. And number one, Robert Englund always makes a good villain. He was obviously uh, Freddy Krueger, but in this film he played a more conniving and calculated villain, which was totally different from what I was used to seeing him in, but he did a really good job in that. Evil snake scientist. He's somehow able to talk to snakes or something, but all right. And the he, whole time, he pulled it off. And the whole time he's you know talking to his little pet snake, I just keep thinking, you know, if a One Punch Man live-action movie ever came about... I want Robert England to play Snack, just for some reason. And he's the only one that could. Well, I guess it's on to the bottom three. What was bad about this movie? Or the worst? Number three for me. The military, or whatever these people were, were super incompetent. Like, 
instead of verifying their target and actually, you know, killing the snake, they shot up and exploded a shedded snake skin. That because, was, yeah. It was literally just so we could have an explosion. <laughs> Number really two. Dumb. The movie is way too long. It really feels like an hour's worth of content that they just stretch to over an hour, 40 minutes. And albeit I've been in with movies that do that before and it's just kind of annoying. In this one, it's kind of like, what's even the point? Like, it makes me want to shut the movie off because it takes so long for the snake to appear. And then, like, there are these characters that have nothing to really do with the movie that should be dead in like 10 seconds and no they get a whole 10 minute segment to themselves that has nothing to do with any other character it's bullshit yeah there's a lot of downtime where not a lot happens and while a decent amount of people may have died it wasn't enough when you consider how long the movie felt or that like the majority of people that die were the military people and it was within a span of like two minutes that all those deaths occurred a lot of them were off screen, too. And then number one. The plan to trap and then later kill the snake seems like a failed plot out of Scooby-Doo. And as they're executing this, like, they're literally fending off the giant python with their hands. Like, these military people were trying to shoot it and explode it and had all this technology, but yet they couldn't do anything. But no, the main character puts out his hands to, like, push the snake's face away, and it works. Like, what What in the fuck happened that the snake forgot how to, like, murder people efficiently like it had been doing for the rest of the movie? Literally forgot how to bite the most basic of attacks. I right, number three. So, like you kind of mentioned, this movie is really poorly paced. The majority of the time, it felt like there were two different movies kind of pushed together, like some Americanized Godfrey O movie you had. The military was doing stuff, like just shooting guns and shit. And then you've got, you know, the 20-something, like, year old couples that are there for some reason. And it, it felt very... It felt like it didn't come together well at all. Number two. So... The snake just kind of forgot how to use acid spit or cut people's head off, heads off with its tail. It just became completely useless. It 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 could barely even kill Will Wheaton. Like that's that's just pathetic. Like, come on. There's no reason for it either. It's not like they like injected it with something or it was injured. It just forgot how to do stuff. And number one. So like I said in my top ones. For the majority of the film, Robert Englund made a very good, good, um, villain. He was this uncaring, you know, conniving, calculated villain who could somehow control snakes. Until the last portion of the film where he does a complete 180 and decides he's a good guy for no reason at all. Like, what the hell is that about? Like, it, they don't give you a reason. It was completely out of nowhere. And it's like, fuck you guys. No, he, he, he's a villain. Like, I, like right when he's about to, like, save everybody, I'm like, oh, it's going to turn out that this is all part of a plot. Nope, he's good guy for no reason. It's like, the snake just, like, stared at him. And he goes, I guess I'll change my ways. Fuck you, like, Freddy Krueger. It's like, it's like the movie Death Wish, where Kurt Russell, like, is a serial killer of women who he, like, ties to his car. 
and then halfway through the movie, they, like, shoot him in his hand, and he just starts, like, crying like a little bitch, and they torture him for the rest of the movie. It's like, what the fuck? Like, this is stupid. Yeah. Not not good at all. Don't don't change your characters halfway through the movie for, for no reason. Just introduce a new character to do that. Alright, well, we haven't talked about the dialogue to this movie, so let's give it our... Give it our best and have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You two of us who had the better quotes. I'll start this one off with, we're going to try the campground up at Crystal Lake. What the hell have you gotten us into? This guy makes Rambo look like Richard Simmons. Burns like that don't happen just going for a midnight swim. You piece of monkey shit. I'll hang your balls like fuzzy dice from my mirror. Your ass is mine now. You got me on a bed for a snake? Shut up, Wesley. Oh, wait, was that in there? Or was that... <laughs> that was just in your brain, Paul. Ah, fucking Will Wheaton. <laughs> that ends this episode edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. Or if you want to say who won this episode edition of Quote Wars. It's time, friends, for our final take. Remember, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 5 out of 10. I also gave it a 5 out of 10. So, simply put, Giant Snake murders people. Why does this concept take so long to unravel? Was the snake hibernating during the first half of the movie? Did the writers forget that this was a movie about a giant killer snake? Why was this movie more than an hour long? All these questions and more you shall be pondering until the snake finally shows up to kill a bunch of highly trained professionals and then forget how to do anything menacing. This movie's just plain old boring. Oh, and don't forget... There's an unnecessary sequel. Oh, joy. Yes, to all of that. Python is an extremely average film. Despite despite having a giant fucking python killing people, this movie f fails to stand out in any meaningful way. The characters are boring, the plot is virtually non-existent, and there's a bunch of little bits of drama that had no effect on the overall story, and really a lot of it's just dropped after a while for no real reason. CGI Snake looked alright for a 2000, um, year 2000 CGI, and Robert Engvall made a good villain, until he didn't. There's not a whole lot to say about Python, it was very unremarkable. Well, in case you want to, friends, we'll give you our ways to drink away the slick, drink away the slick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll get some drinking games for this movie. Remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one. Every time someone suspects John of being the killer, drink. Number two, every time they refer to Kristen as Greg's ex, take a drink. Number three, whenever Will Wheaton has purple hair, take a drink. Number four, anytime someone screams, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's maybe a reptile can help month, every time a reptile makes a noise, take a drink. Every time you see a police officer, take a drink. Every time someone is riding a bike, take a drink. Every time a snake spits acid, take a drink. And every time you see a normal-sized snake, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else BeamReaver-related, leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at BeamReaverBros.gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com. BeamReaverBros. Follow us on Twitter at BeamReaverBros. My personal Twitter at BeamReaverPaul. If you want to check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, BeamReaverBros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. 
we've come to the end of week two for maybe Reptile Can Help month. Let's rank Spoiler, movies. it didn't either time. <laughs> Let's rank the movies we've seen so far. Made it worse. Number two, Python. Uh, there was a Python. But number one, surprisingly, Dragon Fighter, where Dean Cain does kind of fight a dragon. I mean, at least Dean Cain kind of saved the movie by being himself. Much better than Will Wheaton. Yeah, number two, Python. It was extremely forgettable and unremarkable. Number one was Dragon Fighter, which just says more about Python than it does itself. Maybe this was the true precursor to Nightmare on Elm Street, because, you know, Robert England did get exploded in a giant fireball in Python, so... That's true. Maybe, maybe he comes back in Python 2 as Freddy Krueger. That'd no, be, that'd be pretty that. cool. It's basically the only way I'd watch Python 2. Alright, well, well th maybe maybe reptiles don't help in the 2000s, so let's... Let's take it back a couple years. Let's go back to 1976. A couple years? The movie Eaten Alive, where somebody has a pet alligator. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be helpful, but I, I guess we'll find out. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey.